Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's, What's up, up guys? guys? You can go. No, you go. What's, What's up, up, guys? Dude. Dude. Stop, stop copying me. I'm not copying you. Oh, you didn't. Okay. No, I didn't. Guys, thanks What's for tuning out. <laughs> said it wrong. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Lightweights Podcast. Today, we have Brandon Rogers. He's a great and well-known YouTuber. Great is definitely a weird way to put it. <laughs> yeah, it sounded um, worst. <laughs> Brandon is a near and dear, lovely guy, great friend. I used to shoot videos for him on his channel. He'd shoot on my channel. There's a lot of stuff out there if you want to check it out. What He's kind got of videos? Special ones that we didn't upload. <laughs> One. <laughs> He's got... You actually five. can't find him anymore. <laughs> he just never uploaded... <laughs> He's got five point something million and he's got a bunch of viral videos. And honestly, you might know just like random quotes of his from his videos because people would just upload those clips on Vine and they go super viral. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned him and then I didn't like I didn't recall. And then I fucking looked him up. I was like, holy shit, this guy. Of course, I know this guy. Like so many of his videos have moments. Yeah, I feel like everyone who listens to this will know Brandon. There's at least one clip or one video that you've seen. That's really cool. Anyways, here's Brandon Rogers. Guys, today our guest is Brandon Motherfucking Rogers. Well, that, that's not my middle name. What is it? It's George. Oh, sorry, Brandon George Rogers. I like the first one though. Not to be confused with the guy from American Idol who also has the same name as you. He does. Yes, he does. Still does. Still hasn't changed it. Well, you should do something about that. Well, he—that's what he gets for not listening to this podcast because he would have gotten the idea and he just missed out right now. So. Okay, be honest. Have you have you heard any episodes? I've heard no episodes, but I have seen. Two billboards. Oh, great! <laughs> so it's working. Yeah. Yes. I am starstruck. I am with. I am with Ilya. Did I say? Il- Il- yeah, yeah, yeah. Ilya and Jog. John. John. Uh, Joe. Joe. James. Okay. James. <laughs> I'm starstruck. The guys from the billboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that in Nevada? The, the the one that you posed next to, or was that? It was not Nevada. I might as well could have been, but it wasn't Nevada. It was uh, like two and a half hours north of L.A. Okay. San Bernardino. A lot of traffic goes through there. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> not really. <laughs> not really. It's like a ghost town over there. Oh, is it? I'm just picturing yeah. Santa Clarita and the grapevine. That's all I know two hours north of here. I feel like uh, I feel like I already know you. Joe talks about you so much. Shh, oh. What the fuck? I mean, you do. Brandon Rogers this, con- Brandon Rogers that. Like, come on, bro. Consciously you getting ready? <laughs> How many episodes deep are you? Probably like 10. 15, but feels like 50. 
Shit, those were three very okay, different numbers. Okay, that was numbers. fucking rude. <laughs> oh, yo, can you ask us how he asked? Brandon asked us um, how we how met. You met. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I, Have you, "Did you grow up with Ilya?" <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was curious, like, how you guys have met, because I, I, uh, yeah, they, I literally, just anyone listening, you guys are witnessing with your ears me meeting Ilya because I've never right. met him before. Um, yeah, how did you guys meet? We met through uh, through David, and originally Joe hated me actually. I didn't hate him. I I just I didn't I, I there's no more to it. I didn't hate him. But what gave right. you the sense that he hated you? <laughs> no, he didn't hate me. But I but <laughs> but when um so so I know David from from childhood, and I would always come visit. And whenever I come visit, like you know, I'd be friends. I'd be friendly with like Zane and Scott and like you know Todd and and Zane, all of and oh I know I know Todd. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, so I'd be friendly with with everybody, right? And I would see Joe. It's not like that I wouldn't be friendly with Joe, but like him and I just never like I fucking talked for whatever reason, you know. He just kind of kept to himself, and I kept to myself when I was around him. And that was really it. And then when I moved here, you know, I don't even know what happened, but I think he asked me to be in a mukbang one time, and I was like, yeah, sure. And then um, I think that's why we meshed so well because exactly what you just said was. That we both just never talked because we're both we both don't really talk unless we have something to say. Right. So our paths just never aligned because we both just had nothing to say to each other. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Interesting. So how long have the two of you been like working? What was that? When was how that? Long have the two of you been dating? How long have you been <laughs> Three dating? Three months. <laughs> <laughs> no. Three months. Yeah, the top would say that, or the bottom. I don't know. I'm not getting into that. <laughs> oh, decide this for us. Yeah. But, uh, Who's the top? Who's the bottom? Yeah, I, I will say I, I I did fuck up there because I will say in 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 all honesty you 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 got some bossy bottom energy. But yes, no, yes, yes, you do. Very bossy. Um, <laughs> you got a bossy little hole. But uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> but uh, so no. But when 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 was that mukbang? Like when did you? Probably like eight months ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So this is a COVID friendship. Yes. We don't exist in the real world yet. We haven't tested our uh, <laughs> yeah, friendship if it in works. In the real world, you guys would hate each other. Oh, right, 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 right. This guy's an asshole in the real world. <laughs> Get him in public. Oh, he's king of the hill. All right. Joe and I used to do all kinds of... We used to do a lot of uh, sketches when we first met. You exercised all these different... It was like a character boot camp, it felt like. Because we, you'd come over and we would play like... I play. He had me play like three characters at a time. The way that Brandon and I met, me and Annalise found his YouTube channel... And we started watching every single video, and we got in that black hole, and then literally the next day, Brandon liked one of my Instagram videos. It's because I sensed you fell down a b-hole. Yeah, I, I slipped into Brandon's hole, and it was insane. Me and Annalise were freaking out. I'll never forget it, because it was just like, the timing of it was so crazy. When, when was this? Three years ago? Four years ago? I can't believe it, but you're right. Because blame the hero. We had worked on that, and after knowing each other su- substantially at the at that time, and that was two years ago. So yeah, about four years ago, I want to say. What was your first video? What, what did you guys make? Oh, the, the bird hill. watcher. No, the the yeah, bird yeah. with a band. Yeah, I had a bandana around my head. We went to a hiking trail, and he had a bandana, and he was just calling out like all these different birds. And then we also did a CIA one, and I think you were in a dumpster for that one at one point. You did have me in a dumpster on more than one occasion. And I want to say it was one of the first ones we did, yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking, what the fuck am I doing? Do, do I like this guy's work that much? <laughs> I'm in a dumpster. <laughs> I'm in a dumpster. And then, the, I, I don't remember why, but the door had to close at one point. 
Yeah, because you had to knock on the door and I had to open. Hello. So I had to be just like waiting for you to set the shot up and like get the focus <laughs> fucking racked. And I'm sitting there going like, all right, I'm like next to someone's diapers and I hope it's a baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember Joe brought your name up and um, I was like, Brandon Rogers, I, it's, it sounds familiar, but I don't know. And he showed me one of your videos and I was like, oh my fucking God, I totally know this dude. And it was from, oh, it was from uh, the video where you like, you had a baby and, oh yes, um, the mom character. Yes, the mom character. Yeah. Yes, that was like that was like I feel like what like everybody was talking about you at like I don't know two years ago like when you had that yeah, video. That, everyone was talking about that video. That's one of the ones I I get recognized for certain things and that's one of them. That that it's it's you know there's only a few things that everyone will come up to me and say you're from this and that mom video is and thank God I was raised by a very uh, like traditional American middle class like suburban mom like I have the most stereotypical upbringing <laughs> and so I was able to like oh. I, I can relate, you know, write something that everyone can can kind of right. I feel like everyone knows a mom like that at least. Did you ever think about going into like acting, like traditional acting? Yeah, I, I tried at first. Uh, I lived in San Francisco. I grew up uh, up in the Bay Area, and I, I tried getting in the traditional way, finding an agent. And I couldn't find an agent. I couldn't even find an agency that it, you know to sign with. I tried auditioning for independent films, which at the time was big because YouTube wasn't super huge. Um, and so yeah, I just couldn't get my foot in the door. I tried, you know, I went to college for it, and I realized you really can't get into acting based on a college degree and then I so then I just moved to LA and I tried getting like through the side door through because the front door I tried over and over you know just auditions and stuff like that mm-hmm. LA casting uh, actors access whatever back back backstage whatever it's back called. pages back page no that's the anal one the one that I do <laughs> the dumpster stuff that I still do but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah I tried everything to get into acting and then I realized like Oh, if I can, I can direct and I can control the music. I can control uh, the I, the cast and the props and the wigs and all this other stuff. I can control the whole mood, and therefore I can control the tone in which the scene is that I'm acting in. You know what I mean? Like so, I so it's like if I really want to be, be known for a dramatic moment, for the fuck of it, I'll just write a dramatic moment right. into it. You know, so it's it's in a way it's me getting my kicks f- uh, with acting without having to go through the traditional front door. I feel like you and Joe have such a fucking cool job. Like I was telling Joe this probably three weeks ago, a month ago, I was like, it's Sunday night, right? Tomorrow, like, you go back to, like, such a fun thing. You know what I mean? Like, most people go to, like, a nine-to-five. And, like, that's cool. You know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. But, like, you guys have such a fucking cool job. Well, Joe and I, uh, did you, you... You and I both worked slave jobs at one point, right? Like, like we worked really uh normal Monday. remind me where you worked at again subway bank of america right, tj maxx yeah. retail stores everywhere that's yeah same i had worked at best buy for a whole year and then i worked i worked uh, i want to say five or six years or something like that at a, at a best western hotel graveyard shift fucking hell yeah you get all the creepy shit that happens at a hotel overnight do you have any crazy stories about that about like I have a crazy story about a hotel, but from another job, I worked at the um, I worked at a law firm when I moved to LA, and I, I filmed documentaries for the clients that uh, like let's say you slipped and fell, broke your knee, you can't play with your kids anymore. Now you're trying to sue the grocery store that had a slick fucking floor. Hey, I can't play with my kids. I would come over and I would make a day in the life documentary, which is what I base my videos now off of still, where it's like just a documentary where it's like showing a day in their life and it cuts to be like, you know, B-roll footage and overlaid with interview footage and so on and so forth. And we had to get the jury to cry or like, you know, be sad for this person. Mm-hmm. So I had to edit these very emotional ones. And I thought to myself, well, wouldn't this be 
funny in a comedy format. And so <laughs> that's how they start. But going back to the hotel thing, one of our clients was Elisa Lamb or her family from the Cecil Hotel, the, <gasps> the girl in the water tank. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And I talked to my, I talked to the, the my old boss. The the I was talking with him recently, and he heard about the Netflix documentary. I was like, I haven't really been talking about this. I don't know if you wanted me to. He's like, Oh no, yeah, we should have been talking about it from the get go. So, anyways, now I can talk about it. <laughs> Wait, so the law firm represented yeah. her parents? My boss, uh, uh, it's it's a man and a woman that run this firm. The the woman, uh, is is related to Elisa Lamb. Oh, related to yeah. <clears throat> it's her family. It's her her niece, I believe, or cousin, something like that. So, did you ever talk to like about her? It's a couple. It's a few years after, like two or three years after she was found in the water tank. And those of you who don't know, the Cecil Hotel is known for just countless deaths, murders, all cra- kinds of crazy. And the most notable being this girl who wound up in like the water tank on top of the roof. And it was like this big mystery for a long time as to how she got in there. It was cool because we had her suitcase. And what? Like, yeah, it was really. It was. It was like. It's like real. You know, like you see the like, like the 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 sweater and like it was fucking. But and everything was in like evidence bags because wow. the police had turned it over. But it was it was so tragic because it's like I had to do a documentary on her and I never finished it because I left you to do YouTube full time. And so, like, he has the footage still, but I, I had to, like, cl- I went to the hotel and I, like, they had me- You went to the Cecil Hotel? Yeah. It- Guys, there's a Netflix documentary, Cecil Hotel. It's crazy. I haven't seen it, but it's crazy. Watch it. I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. It sounds fucking insane. You guys are talking about. Fucking Richard Ramirez stayed there. People, like, like just died all the time at this place. Oh! Yeah! That hotel! Yeah, the hotel. Yeah. Fuck! It's in LA! It's in the news right now! Oh, well, we should go! No! <laughs> I, I don't know if they're still open. But uh, no, they had me go there and like, um, I remember the manager was not happy. You should watch the documentary because she's a character. She's like a lot of her in the documentary. But I remember when I went there, she was just not having me or any of us there. But but like they agreed to let us go to the... In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking we could pull one of the best autographs in the game. But guess what? With zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com. The only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. What I love is the display of the available cards, the hit rates, and the grading. Arena is a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying. And with Arena Club Slab Packs, they're revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash lightweights. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, go to arenaclub.com slash lightweights for 10% off your first purchase. This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app, and that it truly immersifies you in the language that you want to learn. 
Maybe you have an upcoming international trip or you want to connect with a family or a friend. I know a lot of people who want to learn a new language just to pick up a new hobby. I can personally attest to this as I used Rosetta Stone when I went to Italy for my honeymoon. It helped me brush up on the Italian that I learned back in school and I was able to get through the land and speak the native language. It made it so much more fun, plus my wife loved it. They're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language. Plus, there's lifetime membership and access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off that language learning. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language learning courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's the Joe Guarantee. Roof. And uh, I had to go on top of the water tank with my camera and show how easy it was for her to like get inside of it. Wow. Wait, yeah. What is this water tank? The story of it is that she, there's footage of her in the elevator and she's acting weird. She's like looking out of the elevator. She's getting back in and then she just disappears and then she couldn't be found for a few days and then someone found her in the water tank and they don't know how she got up there you guys can stay there they renamed it it's now called stay on main hotel you guys can let's stay. go let's go next weekend let's stay okay yeah i'll meet you there i'll oh, meet you there and die really you're i actually die. yeah rent the room and then i'll I'll get there at like midnight the dead ass nope you, oh come on he will be dead ass you don't want to be passed ass away <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway it's you should watch the documentary it's it's it's, it's creepy um but yeah, so let's watch a documentary while we stay there. <laughs> That's terrifying. Okay. <laughs> okay. One of your most viral videos, Grandpa at Disneyland, 27 million views. You just went in there in character. I literally, holy shit. I've been waiting for the day someone asked me about this video because I'm not just going to talk about it. Dude, how know? the fuck did you get away with that at Disneyland? Yeah. Okay. So we get there. We get there. And it was such a tra- okay. It was such a fucking hassle just getting into the park because we, we we show up and they see this camera. You know the camera. It's it's it looks like a like a big like video camera. It's clearly a video camera. It's not like a DSLR. You know, it's it's not for photos. The security was was very much not having it. And so I was like, but like like what is it about the camera that well you just can't have a camera? I'm like, but but there are everyone's filming. It's it literally it's like one of the biggest tourist destinations in the world. Are you in character at this Every- point? Like, are you talking to him as an old man? Grandpa without glasses and without white in my hair doesn't look... It's just me in a sweater vest and, uh, you know, which is a little strange. So you looked a little sus? I looked quite sus because it's a bright yellow sweater vest. (laughs) Anyways, I I made this argument about the the iPhones and they didn't... They were like, okay, well, uh, let me grab my manager. I was like, okay. The manager came back and, like, it was a long discussion that I was not a part of. They're, like, talking about it and the manager comes up to me and he's like... Or the supervisor or whatever. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just don't disturb anyone. So we finally get in the park. I go in the bathroom. I get I get the white in my hair. I put on the glasses. I put on the makeup. And I go out. And we're about to do the scene right there on Main Street. The first shot. I want to get it in front of the castle in case we're not allowed around that area anymore. And fuck. I left the memory card in the car. Oh, no! Yep. No. So I had to go, oh. And for those of you who've never been to Disneyland, it is like uh, Moses through the fucking desert getting to the car. Like, and you're you have to ca- part several seas and fight off the Jesus. And, you're uh, in character at this point? I, yes. 
And a lot of it was 80 yard too. Like, obviously, I'm not going to be screaming dildos in a gift shop when there's like a five year old next to me, <laughs> you know? And so oh, that's funny. I didn't know that, that it was like that. That's cool. But, but it taught me the art of ADR. Like, like I, I never try and mimic acoustics in post. I'm always like, okay, this is a gift shop. Where do I have that's like gift shop acoustics? You know, like, or I'll go to a friend's house and find like a room. I'm like, okay, this sounds like a gift shop echo and just like record it in similar places. Did they ever reach out to you about it or anything? Disneyland? Yeah. No. Funny enough, I expected them to reach out about it to me, but no. Uh, um, but I have had locations attempt t- to sue me. Helen, the, the school we filmed at for Helen, they tried suing me about a year after that video was up. They said, we need you to take it down or we're going to pursue legal action. So I sent it to my old boss, the lawyer. And I was like, okay, help me here. What do I say? And he's like, oh, they don't have a leg to stand on. They said you weren't – because their, their, their argument was you didn't tell us what you'd be filming here was immoral. It was a Catholic school. Oh. And so, so he says, you can't use the word immoral in a, in a legal statement. And it's like, A, they have to prove that they've lost business because of your video. And B, people think SNL is immoral. So that doesn't, they have, you know. And I, I think I sent some email back being like, good luck or something. Oh my like God. That. <laughs> like, yeah. One thing that's really cool about Brandon's videos is that he tries to make all of them timeless. So even if there is a logo, he'll always try and turn it around. And I think that's what makes a lot of the videos so special to watch whenever. That was one of the first things that I picked up when I was shooting with you, and I thought that was just the coolest thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, well, your videos are pretty timeless, too. They're ti- I think our video, like, a lot of your sketches are, are, are timeless in the sense that they don't really hinge too much on current events. You know, we make fun of, like, oh, it's a pilot. Oh, it's uh, something that will you know will be around in 30 years, you know? I think I learned that from The Office, actually. I think, and you and I both, you know, are both very inspired from that show. And I think what that show really nailed was like, it, it did get it did get cultural, like pop referency at times. But a lot of it was like, these are just workplace jokes that'll be funny in like another half century. And I think that's what I took away from it. I try and like emulate that in my videos where it's like, this is just a sketch about a clerk. You know, we'll have clerks in a few more generations and they'll be able to laugh at these videos. Oh, my God. Speaking of the future, I fell down a fucking rabbit hole the other night. I watched a depress- a depressing video. Have you seen this video on YouTube called, a Jour- I think it's called A Journey to the End of Time. Or wait, wait. End- is it like they walk through like what will happen in like yeah. a billion, trillion, yes. trillion yes. years? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. getting, I'm getting <laughs> yeah. goosebumps right now thinking yeah. about this video. It's it crazy. was depressing because literally the universe will die one day. Everything inside the universe will be null and void which they consider basically the end of time because there's nothing not an ounce of light or life anywhere yeah and it's just permanently light, just out lights out forever and it's just crazy to think about no matter how good you feel no matter what you accomplish today it it's all matter. gonna be just, yeah just black one day just just nothing and uh, that video fucked hard with me. I also watched another one where it's like, how likely are we going to get hit by a comet? And it's basically, <laughs> it's basically, we don't like, it's, I thought we would know like, like a year from now. Yes, next year, this thing might hit us. But no, it's like tomorrow. It's like, well, like we better get religious really fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, those, any YouTube video about space or the universe just makes me feel like, well, fuck it. What about, let's. The problem with those videos is like when you start with one at like 11 o'clock at night, you're yeah. on to like video seven. And it's like 1 a.m. You're like, what the fuck? I know. It's like hours later. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, well, you think about all of your other friends productively sleeping right now and just like they're all doing the right thing. I'm here learning about how hot dogs are made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
sometimes you'll play three characters, four characters in your videos. Is that based out of it's easier to just do it on your own or is it for comedic effect? It's a little bit of showboating. You know, it's a little bit like I know that deep down people like I'm impressed whenever someone pulls it off. I'm impressed when I pull it off. And it's just scenes where it's like, yeah, I could have had another actor play this role. But like because people think that it's a choice because it's easier. It's not easier when you play both characters. You're filming the scene twice. And you're having to remember where hands were, what heights you were at. You're having to switch costumes and find someone that's comfortable quickly swapping into your sweaty ass, like tight fitting bullshit and wigs and makeup. It's like it's uh, so it's not a fun job for me and especially for the double. That was one of the most interesting things I thought, like when I first watched your videos was how you were able to pull it off that you're having a conversation with yourself and you're both characters and I just thought it was so special it impressed me the first time I did it or at least the first time I pulled it off I was like oh shit like I buy that that's two people and then I just started playing with that because I was then then I got really you know it's like oh this is an avenue to get creative into like how how many people can I have in a scene you know how many doubles would I need and how would we shoot that and what order would we film the different characters I was very inspired off of like the Nutty Professor. Tech- I was just gonna say Eddie Murphy. Yeah, well, yeah, He's like like so from a technical that. standpoint, um, I think that those scenes from both movies, but mostly the second one, really, are very, very impressive. Wait, yeah, can you explain to me like when they're sitting? I- I've actually looked this up on like yeah. Google, like when they're sitting at their dinner table, yeah. and they have four of the same person. Like, how does that work? Well, that's uh, it's it, they do it. Di- it's like different in every shot. It seems like there's some shots where. It's just split screen, and he's just like, you know, like, but, you know, they're not necessarily overlapping. All it is is just having a portable green screen. Joe and I got this shot um, a couple years ago, and it's like, it was a bunch of me in a row, but the perspective is is true, and they're like in different um, costumes and whatnot, but they're like lined up in a row, like military style, and they all look at the camera at different times. And it, it was a very quick shot, but it was... It was cool playing with, you know, you can have anyone anywhere as long as there's a green screen behind them. The first time that I met Brandon, same thing with David, I was fucking mind blown. These fucking giants on YouTube edit their videos in iMovie and it was just, <laughs> wow, how do you have so many subscribers? How do you have so many views? And you edit these things in iMovie. It was so crazy. I forgot you said that David edited in iMovie. That's right. Mind blowing. Like when I saw your editing process for the first time, I was like, wait, what? No way. Yeah, I still do. I still edit in iMovie. I'm like, how do you get those colors? Turn up the saturation. Like, what the fuck? It was Obviously, so cool. Turn up the saturation. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Norbit? Yes, that one's really... That's a really good one, too, where oh, they do that. Yeah. They, they, they mix... Yeah, it's 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 very impressive. See, and because you could just look at it as like a two-dimensional comedy and be like, oh, okay, he's in makeup. and ha-. First of all, Rick Baker, that makeup was fucking incredible. If anyone's ever seen Norbit, if not, I highly recommend it. Secondly, the cinematography. It, you know, it's a comedy where like every... It hits on all six cylinders. You know what I mean? Like it was like beautifully shot. The makeup was convincing, but then like it's also goofy comedy at the end of it. And like the jokes alone from all that stuff is, it, I'm and it did horribly. Like no one liked yeah, it. Yeah, I I don't know why. It's such a great movie. I watched it semi recently, like about a year or so ago, and I I still laughed. I, I, still, I, I laughed had a too. Great yeah, time. yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It, it, Eddie Murphy's dating himself. Have you seen it? No, I never saw it. Oh, oh you'd love it's it. So good. Yeah. He play, yeah, he's like dating himself, and one's like a pushover, and one's like a big antagonistic, you know, contrary. And so, yeah, it's it's. Um, I mean, it's sad. I feel like if that movie 
did better, we would probably have more of them. You do a lot of public filming. Have you ever been kicked out of places or anyone yelled at you for filming them? It's funny you mentioned that. I was actually very recently got into an altercation uh, at a park. I was uh, doing a Helen video and uh, he kicked me. He kicked, uh, this guy just like started yelling at me, you know, like, you got to get out of here. You gotta, there's kids here. There's kids here. And I'm in, in Helen and I'm like semi in character. It's hard to just break <laughs> out of it. I fucking know how ridiculous I look. And this guy's like, like 25, you know, at the oldest. I'm like, OK, calm down, dude. You know, but like in Helen, I'm like, the last thing I want are fucking kids in my video. And like, <laughs> I'm like, trust me, we're not shooting your kids. And like. And uh, and he was like, you have to go, you have to go. And so, so he's just like, like, and people are looking. And I've already been spotted by like two fans. And so I'm like, fuck, I hope they're nowhere near this, seeing this guy like yell at me as Helen. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, look, we're leaving. Because my rule of thumb is like, if anyone asks you to leave, me to leave, I'm gone. So we get to the car and he is looking at us and he waits till we get to our car. And then he comes storming at us because he wanted to see which car was, was mine. And he just, like, as I'm trying to get in my car, he's, like, yelling at me. Jude, like, steps in and, like, like, like protects me. And, like, but then I started yelling back. <laughs> and so he's trying to hold me back from the guy. And I still have the wig and the glasses. <laughs> and, like, and I was, like. Were you guys filming this at all or no? Too I, real? I asked, I asked for him to keep rolling. But he, he, he was, did not want to keep rolling. Because it was very, yeah. Yeah. It was very, very real. But. It was just, it was, it was insane. He, he, the guy just was, was super angry. And I'm like, dude, how do you look at someone dressed like me? Like, this is a park, motherfucker. We're in Los Angeles. People do drugs here, okay? People, homeless people fuck in the bushes, asshole. <laughs> and you see me, like, dressed like this, doing a video where we're not filming anyone. I was doing a scene where I was laying on the ground against a wall. And so we're not in anyone's way. And I'm just, how do you, how is that? And then going back to what I said earlier, it takes a special kind of miserable person to see that and their first reaction to be, ugh, this needs to be stopped. I need to put an end to this. What is wrong with you? What is wrong? He says, if this goes on YouTube, I swear to God. I said, motherfucker, I'm about to, I'm this close to calling the cops. I said, walk away now. And like, and, and he's like, good, call the cops. Good, call the cops. And, and Jude luckily shut it down. And I kind of had this snap reaction, which I'm sure some people could relate to, where it's kind of like you go from being afraid to being aggressive. Like you go yeah, from yeah, flight yeah. to fight and you're like, fuck him for making me this afraid. Fuck him. And I saw every bully for like making me like not want to like, you know, be myself and him. And I just kind of like kind of let it all out right there. And then I really just sort of forgot what I looked like. And, <laughs> and Dude, you uh, imagine Helen just flipping out in a park. If anyone filmed it, please send it to me. Send it. D slide it in my DMs because I would love footage. Because yeah, it was it, I was like for a moment quite uh, blind with just. Just anyone who who triggers those things are just like like you know makes me feel you know like I oh I might be in danger or he he doesn't like me being myself or he I will I you know so I I, I kind of blacked out for a second but um it felt cathartic it really felt cathartic letting go of fear while because every time I'm filming in public I'm quite afraid I'm terrified dude I like the most anxiety I had was when we filmed in Hollywood we went to the Hollywood Walk of Fame and we filmed at the Chinese theater and we walked all around there. Oh, 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 yes. Anytime there's a big crowd and we're like, not making a scene, but we're like doing something obviously ridiculous in that moment. I got so scared because everyone's just looking at us. I know Joe's look when he's afraid. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it happens like every other day. <laughs> I get so scared so quick. 
it's it's funny because I just I can just picture looking at you from across the room and you being like, "All right, Brandon, is this done? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> is this did done? we get it? Should we just call it here? <laughs> just call it." It's a funny concept that you guys say that like you get scared in public, but like then we talk about things like the universe ending and like there being no more life. You know what I mean? And it's right. like, does it really matter? It doesn't you know matter. I mean? And it's like, it's like we. It's weird because it's we take the worst of each. You know? Yeah. Look at this. Watch this. So that's why I'm here to get my revenge. I mean, was she hotter? I'm just saying, I had a hard time understanding the unprompted melodrama you just spat at me. Is that tits. you? <laughs> Dude, boy, that's so cool. What is that? This is Brandon's animated series called Hell of a Boss. There's 104,000 comments, 22 million views from four months ago, 1,200,000 likes on it. That's fucking crazy. What the fuck? And, and Where did this come from? <laughs> he doesn't talk about this stuff. He does like everything, but he doesn't talk about it. I, in all fairness, we're talking about you fucking screaming at somebody in fucking costume at a park and you have a fucking obviously super successful fucking... <laughs> Well, I have, I have to credit this. Show. I did not create this show. That is uh, all the designs and everything. Uh, it was Vivian Madrano who who made that Vivzy pop. But yeah, we didn't. I, we I don't even think she knew. And if she did know, then she was a uh, you know psychic genius. But uh, none of us knew how big that show was going to get when we. At least I didn't realize the magnitude of it when I was doing it. And is it only on YouTube? It's only on YouTube. Yeah. Is it? Is it like you have to subscribe to watch no, it, or is it total, just totally free? It's it, wow. It was. It started as a passion project, and now it's like a fully function. Like it's ran like a real TV cartoon. You know, with I get a call sheet. I have to go to the studio in Burbank. I have to, like it's a full on production now, and and um, I don't know how much I can say about the future a uh, future of it, but I I just know that everything. Like we have, like the entire, like we have seasons out, like laid out in our heads wow. of how it's gonna go. And um, I'm one of three writers on this show, which is cool because you get a lot of control over the story if there's only three of you. That's sick. Yeah, and and all three of us usually, like actually not even usually, every time we agree. If one idea cancels out another idea in terms of just being better, it's like the person who who concedes is there's no like it's like okay yeah that's better go with that. Do you want this to be on television? Or do you want to keep it on YouTube? My understanding is that uh, we are open to, or she, the creator, Vivian, is open to it going on television. But it's pretty sustainable right where it is. Like, it's it's getting all of the traction we want it to have. And it's... Has that been done before? Like, has uh, an animated series or any series uh, been transitioned to television? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm, I'm From very- YouTube. From YouTube. Right. Oh, I'm sure. I'm I'm very new in the animated world, so I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. But I'm sure there's got to be. I mean, I know of people who have propelled from YouTube into film and television, right? Like like uh, Donald Glover and um, Ellie Kemper from the Office. You know, they were in the Derek comedy thing. And Practical Joker started out on YouTube. Oh, did it? Yeah, they were called the Tenderloins. Oh. I don't know that. So I hope I hope we get to do this again, or, or, or uh, with or without the mics, or just not even rolling. We could hold mics and just <laughs> drink coffee and spill tea. Hell yeah! Well, Brandon, thanks so much for coming out. Thank you for having me. Uh, I, I am getting paid for this. Yeah. Yeah, Ilian's gonna comp you, and he's gonna give you a ticket for the parking garage. Yeah, and a free car. <laughs> and a free car. It, oh yes. But yes. it's not like a cool car. It's just like a regular car. That's hey, as long as it's nine uh, somewhere in the nineties. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. era. Those are good cars. Honda Accord 92. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, check out Brandon Rogers on YouTube. And check out Joe Olvis and uh, Ilya. Ilya, what's your last name? Federovich. 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 Oh, wow. You said that really well. Federovich. 
Ilya Fedorovich. Check him out on yeah. YouTube and Instagram and wherever. Just look him up in a bar. <laughs> in a search bar or a real up bar. on Google search. On Google. He, he look him up on email. <laughs> Lightweight's out. Ilya, your boner is popping out. So bad. <laughs> so bad this time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.